Hello, my name is Gary Shotton, and I'm sitting here in my manufacturing company, and I'm going to talk to you today about knowledge, particularly quality and product knowledge. Your product, do you know enough about it and about your competitors and what's expected uh, for your customers to choose you? Now, we're all uh, faced with a challenge, especially with the Internet now. Uh, people shop around a lot more maybe than they did in the past. Uh, it's becoming a big problem for those that have what we call a brick and mortar store where they pay for the expense of a, of a nice building and air conditioning and a, a person that's knowledgeable on the sales base there and they're, they're there selling and then the customer comes in and I've done a little bit of this, go in and shop around and then I can leave even just in my car and check my phone and search it on the internet and say, oh man, I can save 20% if I just buy it online. Buy it online, deliver it to me, uh, have it tomorrow. Wow, that's a great deal. So we have to be careful about what we know and how we share it and how we create a knowledge base so people will stay with us. Now service industry is just a little bit easier maybe than the product industry because truly the product industry has a problem because you could have the most knowledgeable sales force, you could go into great depths, you could be very convincing, you could have the best facility, the best looking facility and bang, like I mentioned, they could go on the internet, buy it, have it delivered tomorrow and you're basically out of the loop. I don't have a whole lot of uh, solution to that problem right now. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about products that you can't buy online and deal with those that you can buy, uh, buy online maybe a little bit later. I, have, I learn about that. But there's certain things that you can't buy online. I'm in that kind of industry. You can't go to the internet. My customers can't go and buy what I'm selling because it's customer specific and we have a contract and commitment to make that work. Not much more anymore can you go buy a car online. You could, but there's usually some kind of a dealership involved by most transactions. So I'm not saying you can't find it and you can't buy it from a, a dealer that is advertising online, but at some point they probably have to come to you. Another one is uh, air conditioner in my house. I just had a new air conditioner uh, being installed, in fact, this week. The old one went out. So I needed to buy a new air conditioning unit, which I just can't go online and buy it. I need to somebody to install it. So it's more complicated than just shopping around. So we're talking about those kind of customers, those kind of situations. And you know, I have to believe that there's sometimes we lump sales and marketing or marketing and sales in the same breath or in the same thought pattern. Here's how I divide the two. Marketing is the tool that gets the potential customer in front of me, in front of me in the store, on my website, or in, in somehow made contact through the marketing. Uh, many, many ways for marketing to be effective. But once they are in touch with me the very first time, sales needs to take over. Uh, I was just talking to a friend about the internet again. I'm not being uh, uh, that that uh, knowledgeable, but they're able to measure what's considered the bounce. That means somebody found you, and within seconds, within just five seconds or less, they click off because 
something, maybe they were on the wrong website, but maybe they saw something that they bounced off. That's an indicator. So marketing got them to your store, even if it's web-based, and sales must complete the sale, in my opinion. Now, the sale, a lot of people don't spend the time to get truly engulfed in the knowledge about their product or service. They are, lay it on, on a high level and maybe rely on just sales techniques. I, I can pick up when somebody's just using sales techniques uh, because I don't want to be used as an object of just good salesmanship. I want to know that personally that the customer or the, the uh, supplier that's uh, explaining to me the product or service, they have knowledge. And I can pick up on that really, really fast. I can pick up on that because I start asking some basic questions, a basic questions that you should have been explained to me and certainly they should have knowledge of that and that should have come forth before I even ask. Let me give some examples. Uh, I have a reason to look at certain investments from time to time and they, these people came to me and wanted me to invest. I told them first it would be a small amount and the likelihood of me investing would be less than 25%. So I'm not giving any allusions to me being aggressive, going to buy for just any old thing. And this particular product was really a company that they wanted me to invest in. So they're, they've got marketing. I'm in touch with them. So the marketing, whatever it may be, it was a word of mouth in this case. Now they need to sell that investment to me. So I started asking them some basic questions. Well, they first pulled out the balance sheet and income state and showed how much money we're going to make. Well, that's just numbers. That's okay. That might work out like that, but we saw some holes in those numbers right away. The, what was presented to us really could not have been very factual. Uh, somebody's not telling the total truth based on the numbers we saw. But let's go deeper. So I started asking about the knowledge that they had about this product and we, it became very obvious, obvious these two people that had come to me had not done enough research. They didn't know, they'd not even gone and looked at the product in use that we were selling. We were selling replacement parts for somebody. And so I was not sold. Let's talk about uh, maybe uh, 30 years ago. There was a, one of the big three in the automotive industry was, was uh, Chrysler and they were in trouble. Sales were off. It wasn't working. And this leader called Lee Iacocca, he regrouped because he had his, his sales department, his, his showrooms, they became very knowledgeable. Let's talk about my AC, air conditioning unit. My friend really came to me because I need an air conditioning. I called them, happened to be a friend, but I have a challenge here. Their price is higher than somebody else could. And the person presented the facts to me because they were knowledgeable about this air conditioning unit. They explained things in a way that I could see I was buying quality and thus I could justify paying some higher price than this bare bottom price. Let's talk about my shop here. I, other people can make these parts. 
Other people can do this, but I'm constantly selling, selling the parts over and over and over again because we're knowledgeable. We have a quality department that brings knowledge to the base. They know how to read prints. They know how to defend themselves. They know how to uh, look what the right material is. They, we, our machinists know how to fix things and how to do things where our customer doesn't. You want to become, in essence, the regional expert, that's another subject, on your product. And many people do not spend the time to be knowledgeable enough about their product to be able to really defend it. So if there is a slight price or, or margin uh, increase, you're going to sell quality. You're not always going to be the cheapest. So you've got to sell quality. But if you don't have knowledge about it, you're not going to be able to sell it. And if your people don't have that knowledge, so you're going to have to create tests, retest, and double check to be sure your people have that knowledge or out goes your marketing. It, it served the job, but you didn't make the sale. Hope this helps. Glad you're with us. Hope you'll help us on our website here, Inspiring Better Business, IBBtalks.com. Please sped, uh, share the word. Thank you.